0: Hello and welcome to the Millennial Economics Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping young people be successful with money. Join us as we discuss personal finance, financial literacy, investing, the psychology behind being financially fit, and much more. Here's your host, Jerry Dixon. Good morning, everyone. Um, Thanks for tuning in to episode 46 of the Millennial Economics Podcast. Um, Just have one ask, as usual, lately here, Um, just trying to get the word out more about the podcast, Um, and one great and easy way to do that and for you all to help me do that um, is wherever you listen to the podcast, Google, Apple, Spotify, um, Overcast, Stitcher, um, all of the platforms. If you enjoy the podcast, if you left us a review, whether it's just leaving a rating or also leaving a rating and a written review, um, that helps the algorithms of those platforms when people search for things like personal finance or what have you um, for the Millennial Economics Podcast to populate. So if you would like to do that, if you've learned something from the podcast, I would greatly appreciate you doing that. But we will hop right into the subject. So we're going to talk about uh, four tips on how to make a good home purchase. So I talk about real estate fairly often. I really like real estate. I bought a couple homes myself, done pretty well on getting a great return on both of those and building up equity quickly um, with those purchases. So um, let's just dive right into the list. So number one I have, establish what you want. So purchasing a home, yes, it's an investment um, yes, you know, we should be thinking long term about, you know, when we sell it, um, which most of us will end up selling the home we buy, um, even if you think it's your forever home. Um, when we sell it, how much we can make off of that, and if it will have been a good investment while we lived there. Those are definitely things that we should think about. But when you start thinking about purchasing a home, first just think about what you want. You know, do you want. Uh, a four-bedroom, a three-bedroom, two-bedroom? How many bathrooms do you want? What location do you want to be in? Um, what uh, type of features does, do you want the home to have? Open concept or more of a traditional concept? Do you want a big lot? Do you want a small lot? All of those things are are fun, right? And when you're purchasing a home, a piece of it should be fun. Um, you should enjoy the home that you're going to purchase, um, and I think that's, that's number one on the list uh, for me. So figure out what you want. Write a list down. Um, and then use that as your guide. Now, I will say what you want might change when you start looking at homes, and that's okay, but at least start with a list of what you actually want in a house. Um, Number two, I talk about this one a lot. Don't be afraid, and in fact, pursue purchasing a home that needs cosmetic upgrades. Excuse me. So many people are afraid to get into a house that doesn't look perfect, that has, you know, purchasing a home that might have some... You know, orange carpet or, you know, maroon walls or, you know, it doesn't have granite countertops or, you know, just these little cosmetic things turn many people away. And for the people that are willing to purchase a home that have these things and that are willing to either hire somebody to fix them or just fix them yourself, Google, YouTube are great options, right, to figure out how to just do small cosmetic things. Um, Paint goes a long way. I've experienced many times in my life, um, people that are willing to go and purchase those types of properties when they do those small cosmetic upgrades while they're living there that oftentimes are small projects, maybe you know a couple hundred dollar projects as, as you live there um, can see thousands and thousands of dollars of returns when you go to sell that property to the person that, can, that only wants to buy a property that's completely updated and, and looks perfect. So take advantage of that. One thing I usually say is look for properties that were owned by older people. Because typically, you know, if somebody's lived in a property for 40 years, well they maybe they didn't do as many cosmetic upgrades. Maybe it looks like it's still in the 70s or the 80s or the 60s, right? Um, But oftentimes those types of properties um, structurally are good. Um, The bones of the property are good. You know, Oftentimes those folks took good care of the property. They just didn't update the aesthetic, I'll say. Those are the types of properties you want. Um, I've had great success buying property from older people um, that have taken good care of the property, that are structurally sound, but that need cosmetic upgrades that I've taught myself how to do. I've bought a tool here. I've bought a tool there. I've painted, I've redone floors, I, you know, put redid uh, uh, the deck. Um, you know, there's just little things like that that pay dividends. So when I've sold those properties um, or the home that I'm currently in, you know, we have a, a good amount of equity in. So don't be afraid. In fact, pursue a house that needs cosmetic upgrades um, that is structurally sound and that the main systems are in good order. So roof, HVAC, foundation, those sorts of things, electrical, um, that those sorts of things are in good order. Plumbing come to mind as well, okay? Um, number three, location is important. We hear this all the time when we talk about real estate, location, 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 but it is important. If you're if you're wanting to purchase a home that's gonna have great resale value and that you can accumulate equity in quickly, the location will play a big part in that, okay? Um, if you have a beautiful house, in a, in a not as desirable location, you're gonna have a harder time getting the money you want out of it and a harder time selling that than even a home that needs some work in one of the most desirable neighborhoods in your city. Um, people will overpay for that. You can always change a house, but you cannot move it. So purchasing location is greatly, greatly important. There are a few neighborhoods in the city that I'm in where I know I could sell a house in four hours, <laughs> that needed a ton of work um, for a very, very reasonable price because of the location. People are willing to overlook things because of the location. So imagine if you are able to find a home that needs some cosmetic work, that's in one of these desirable neighborhoods, you purchase that home for a good price, right? Because, again, a lot of people sometimes have a hard time overlooking these cosmetic needs. You live there for two to five years you do this work and you teach yourself and you buy some tools here and there while you live there to fix it up to make it look presentable and then you sell that home, there is tremendous amounts of opportunity for building great equity and making a great profit off of that house. So purchase location. Purchase in a desirable area. And again, if you don't know if you're new to a city, you need to work with a realtor that can guide you. But if, you're, if you've are if you lived in the same city like I have for 20 Three years, I suppose. Yeah, I think it is twenty-four years. Um, if you live in a city for a long time and you know the ins and outs, you know what neighborhoods are desirable and which aren't. So pursue the ones that are. Um, last one here: don't become emotionally attached. So oftentimes, when you go out and you decide you're gonna, you decide you're gonna start buying your side, you're going to start looking to buy a home. You're going to go out with a realtor and you might look at five properties one day, Saturday, and you know, maybe another five properties on Sunday. And there's going to be that one house that you fall in love with. And you know, you really picture yourself there and, um, nothing, nothing that comes up or nothing is going to stop you from buying that house. And that's not a good place to be. You know, here are some things that should, that should stop you from buying a house. Well, the price Right. So maybe um, the, the price is at the top end of your budget, but because the market's hot, you have to offer $20,000 more um, than, than what they're originally asking. And that puts you way over budget. Um, and that's something that you should not do. You should stick to your budget. OK. But if you're emotionally attached to that home, you're more apt to make that, that poor purchasing decision because you're emotionally attached. Here's another thing that should stop you. You do get an offer accepted on the home, you go through underwrite or you go through the inspection process and the foundation is jacked up and need a whole new HVAC system and your roof is old and there's a bunch of issues with the the lot, all of this stuff, right? You are more apt to just push through those things or not consider those things to the degree that you should if you're emotionally attached and you're already picturing your kids playing in the yard or you're already picturing yourself living in that home. Right. In that inspection period, if, if a ton of things come up that are gonna cost you tons of cash down the road, or right when you move in, you have to drop thirty, forty thousand dollars in repairs into that home, that's something that you should walk away from. But people that get emotionally attached to a home are less apt to do that. Another reason is say you find this home that is not in the, the area a super desirable area or it's really far away, or you know, whatever. It's not in the location that you need to make it good, just like we talked about, right? It's in a less desirable area, um, but you're just attached to the home because it's new and it's sparkly and it's shiny. Well, purchase that home, but you may reap the, um, you you will feel your decision when you go to sell that house because it might not be in the most desirable area, okay? So try not to become emotionally attached, Two properties that you look at, it's very hard, but always remember, and I tell myself this as well, because it's something I struggle with, just always remember that there will be another home that makes you feel the way you're feeling now. There are tons of homes in your town or your city or your area, and you know, sometimes waiting three months, you'll see another property and you'll go, oh my gosh, I'm so happy that I didn't purchase this one property that I fell in love with because this one checks all the boxes, and even if you don't get that property in three months, maybe two months, there'll be another property that you feel the same way about, okay? So as as humans, we get emotionally attached to these things. And this is a psychology piece that I like to talk about a lot because it's such a big portion of making good financial decisions. Um, We have a tendency to attach ourselves to things emotionally. So if you can be aware of that before you go into the process and try to help yourself not get that way, um, that's a plus. Now, Whenever you get in your home and you you get through the inspection and you get a good deal on your house and it's in the location you want to be in and all the stuff lines up, then become emotionally attached. Because purchasing homes, it should be fun. And that's one thing I think that a lot of people in the finance community neglect to say is, you know, we don't have to be Excel warriors all the time. You know, sometimes we need to live a little and purchase something that's enjoyable and make the process enjoyable, not just math. So in review, let me get my little notepad here. Um, So establish what you want. Number two, um, pursue finding a home that is structurally sound but needs cosmetic work. Number three, prioritize location. And number four, don't become emotionally attached. So thank you so much for tuning into episode 46. Hopefully you learned something here and we will talk soon.